Queens. Mr. Sotheby reads me the riot act, of course, but as he says, it's a free country, Miss Fuzzard. If you want to open the door to a lifetime of hard skin, I can't stop you. <laughs> what view this Mr. Dunderdale will take remains to be seen. When I get back, Mrs. Beavers has a hat and coat on. Can't wait to get off. Says Bernard's been propped up in a chair, staring at the TV all evening. She helps me get him upstairs, and then I sit by the bed, and as per recovery program, give him a rundown on my day. Mr. Clarkson Hall, down at the unit, says that when someone has had a cerebral accident, in lay terms, a stroke, Miss Fozard, we must take care not to treat them like a child. If your brother is going to recover his faculties, dear lady, the more language one can throw at him, the better. I'm just recounting my conversation with Mr. Sudderby and how they're decamping to Scarborough when Bernard suddenly throws back his head and yawns. I rang Mr. Clarkson Hall this morning. He says that's progress. Oh, I do miss work. Getting me things on to go up to Mr. Dunderdale's this evening when Bernard has a little accident and manages to broadcast the entire contents of his bladder all the way down the stairs. Mrs. Beavers is taking her time coming, and it's only when I've got him all cleaned up and sitting on the throne that the doorbell eventually goes. Except that even then it's not her. Just a couple from church about Rwanda. I said, never mind Rwanda. Can we deal with the matter in hand and get a middle-aged gentleman off the lavatory? So we get him downstairs and manoeuvre him onto his chosen chair, five inches from the TV screen. After they've gone, I said, you can work the remote. It's about time you remembered how to wipe your own bottom. Not a flicker. That's where they have you with a stroke. You never know what goes in and what doesn't. When Mrs. Beavers eventually does roll up, she's half an hour late, which means I've missed the ten past and have to run all the way up Dinley Road. So by the time I'm ringing Mr. Dunderdale's doorbell, I'm all flustered and very conscious that my feet may be perspiring. He said, well, if that is what is troubling you, Miss Fossard, I can straight away put paid to the problem because I always kick off the proceedings by applying a mild astringent. Refined-looking fella, 70-odd, but with a lovely head of hair. One of the double-fronted houses that look over the cricket field. Rests my foot 
on a large silk handkerchief, which I thought was a civilised touch. Mr. Sudderby just used to use yesterday's evening post. He said, Well, Miss Fuzzard, I take one look at these, and I say to myself, Here is someone who is on her feet a good deal. Am I right? I said you are. I'm in charge of the soft furnishing department at Matthias Robinson's, or was until my brother was taken ill. Anything you want in Creton, you know where to come. He said I might hold you to that. But meanwhile, could I compliment you on your choice of shoe? I said, well, <laughs> as a rule, I steer clear of suede, because as a shoe, it's a bit high maintenance. But sometimes I think the effort with the texturizer pays dividends. He said, I can see we share a philosophy. If I may, I'll just begin by clipping your toenails. He said, of course, as soon as you walked in, I picked you out as a professional woman. I said, how? He said, by your discreet choice of accessories. I said, well, I favor a conservative approach to fashion. Petty, but classic, if you know what I mean. He said, I do. There's been a Veruca here, but it's extinct. Do you know why I chose the profession of chiropody? I said, no. He said, it's so that I could kneel at the feet of thousands of women, and my wife would never turn a hair. I said, oh, is there a Mrs. Dunderdale? He said, there was. She passed over. When he'd finished, he rubbed in some mentholated oil, Moroccan apparently, and said that I'd just feel a mild tingling effect, which wasn't unpleasant, and that my feet were in tip-top condition, the only possible cloud being a prefungal condition between two of my toes, which he wanted to keep a watchful eye on. Had on a lovely cardigan. I said to him, I hope you'll excuse me asking, but is that cardigan cashmere? He said, well spotted, Miss Fazard. This may be the first time you've seen it, but it won't be the last. Could I offer you a glass of sweet sherry? Church warden at St. Wilfred's, apparently. Past president of the inner wheel. And nicely off by the looks of it. A pillar of the community. When he's at the door, he says, Next time, if you're very good, I shall initiate you into the mysteries of the metatarsal arch. I thought about it on the bus. And when I gave Mrs. Beavers her money... I said that with my wanting to get back to work, she'd no need to come again as I was going to advertise for someone permanent. Bernard's got a bit put by, and if this isn't a rainy day, I don't know what is. He was watching TV, so I switched it off and took him through my evening as Mr. Clarkson Hall said I should. He looked a bit snotty, so I said, Bernard, nobody ever learned to talk again by watching the snooker. 
told him about Mr. Dunderdale, the prefungal condition between my toes, his cashmere cardigan and what not. As Mr. Clarkson Hall says, Miss Fossard, it doesn't matter what you say as long as it's language. Language is balls coming at you from every angle. And it's working. I'd got him into bed and was just closing the door when I heard him say his first word. I think it was cow. When I rang Mr. Clarkson Hall to tell him, he said, Why cow? I said, Oh, it's probably an advert on TV. Still, he agreed. It's a breakthrough. It was just that bit warmer today. So I thought if I went along in my mustard Danny Mac, I could team it with my ancient peep-toe sandals, which haven't had an airing since last summer, when I had a little run over to Whitby with Joy Poyser. But Mr. Dunderdale couldn't get over them, said he'd not seen a pair like them in fifteen years, and that in the support they gave to the instep, plus the unimpeded circulation of air via the toe, no more sensible shoe had ever been devised. He made me parade up and down the room in them, and would have taken a photograph on he couldn't put his hands on his Polaroid. Anyway, I'm taking them along so we can do it next time. Wants me to go fortnightly until my tiniapedis yields to treatment. But he's going to do it for the same fee. And now that I'm back at work, and we've got Miss Malloy coming in to see Bernard, there's no...